On this week's episode, our guest is Aaron Hartz, a.k.a. Toilet Genius. He's down from the St. Louis area. I was just down there recently for a conference, got to meet Saint, uh, a bunch of the guys from St. Louis, uh, GMO and Honeypot and Flo, who we had on the guest on the podcast before. But this time we got Toilet Genius on. He's going to come on to talk about his faith and how he's grown uh, through trials in his life. Uh, currently still uh, dealing with some issues, but uh, has grown in his faith tremendously and has been able to do that while other guys were walking alongside him through F3. So sit back and listen to uh, the story of Toilet Genius. Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope. Gosh, seek transformational relationships. What you're hearing from the culture is not right. Pick up the six, you know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Stop being less to help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. Hey, welcome to another episode of the High Impact Man podcast. Uh, we've got, fortunately, a guest for you this episode as opposed to the last episode. I don't know how many of y'all appreciated dialing up an eye uh, waxing uh, poetic about uh, <laughs> our uh, new Nantan's vision and the importance of the independence day but we're back on track we're back on mission we have a guest today it's my man toilet genius we've been working hard to get him on for a while now uh you'll hear it uh in his story but i gotta say that um you know for those who don't know you know we're part of f3 this conversation is going to be heavy on f3 but anybody uh is going to be blessed by this uh, because all our episodes bring on guys who are what we consider high impact men and they have a story to tell because Every man has a story to tell. Yeah, they do. And Toilet Genius is down in the St. Louis area, and I was just down there for a conference two weeks ago. And mm-hmm. um, I'll tell you, you know, the guys that are involved with F3, a lot of you already know this. For those of you who don't, it is a real community. I mean, I, you know, I show up, and I, we've know, we know four guys from the St. Louis area because we had three on the, on the podcast already. This is number four. This probably makes the St. Louis area the, the league leaders and most represented. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, uh, that's okay. So, um, anyway, um, I got picked up at the airport, you know, F3 Uber. Yep. By, um, oh my gosh. GMO. 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 Thank you. GMO. Everybody knows GMO. What a wonderful guy. I mean, he just had shoulder surgery. He picks me up at the airport, takes, takes me to dinner, we go to have barbecue because, of course, we're in St. Louis. You go to barbecue and then drop me off at the hotel. And I think it was the next day I said, I'd like to post at the backyard, one of their AOs close to my hotel. And uh, another dude picked me up. Who's that? Who picked me up that day? Go Daddy. Go Daddy. Right. Go Daddy. Sorry, Go Daddy. Forgot your name. Um, <laughs> go Daddy picked me up, took me to the, to the beat down, and then uh, drove me back to the hotel. And then Toilet Genius picked me up the other two times I posted at two other different <laughs> AOs. So, I mean, just a wonderful community that guys are always there for you. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's, yeah, very neat. Yeah, I haven't introduced myself yet. For those who don't know, my name is Nevin Gorky. I'm known as DFib to the F3 guys. And I'm joined by Troy Klinger, otherwise known as Dial-Up, the newly minted Nantan of the F3 Susquehanna Valley region. Congrats. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. How's your stint as Nantan so far? It's uh, surprisingly, <laughs> yeah, it's uneventful. Two weeks in, nothing's burning down. I, I got free mm. fresh-picked strawberries. Oh, uh, that was a perk. One of the packs is like, hey, this is for the Nantan. I got to make sure I supply the Nantan with wow. fresh picked strawberries. So. You know, I don't want to even know who that was because I didn't get any. <laughs> so, so yeah. far, that's been the only perk. 
<laughs> Don't you always forget about the old Nantan here? I like Dan, strawberries. Nantan and They were really good. I cut them up. Do you? Right. Uh, <laughs> cut them up, put them in my yogurt in the morning. And they're definitely better than the uh, the ones that we buy at Weiss. Yeah. Oh, man. Fresh picked strawberries are awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, our guest, as you have already heard, his name is Toilet Genius. He hails from the St. Louis region. And, uh, man, he's got a great story to tell. I spent actually uh, quite a bit of time with Toilet Genius driving to and from uh, two different AOs. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second AO was called... Coffee Runs. No, that was the third one. Oh, yeah. The second one was the Depot. Depot. The Depot. Right. And then the the third one was uh, the Coffee Run. Can we talk about Coffee Run real quick? Sure. Coffee runs. Coffee runs. Coffee okay, runs. Well, okay, so runs, plural, right? When With you first seat. when With you first seat. posted your your I think you sent out your Strava or something like that to, to the packs back home. Uh-huh. No, it was before you posted it. You had just texted us, a couple of us, and said, Hey, I did this cool workout this morning. You sent a picture of you guys having coffee. And you said you did hill repeats and you said four hundred and fifty feet of elevation. Well I thought you meant four hundred and fifty feet of elevation each. Oh, each wow. time oh, no, and you no, did that no. multiple times i'm like no no holy crap you're good like they're gonna kill defib that'd be mountain repeats <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're gonna kill defib would we'll do one if he's doing 450 <laughs> feet he'll repeat. i thought we were gonna kill toilet genius so <laughs> it, it wasn't 450 feet each once once yeah. i saw your strava and saw that it was 400 feet total 450 total, feet total yeah. yeah i was like ah okay that that sounds more realistic yeah it was pretty cool we uh so the guy that cued it he said we're gonna go and do hill repeats so we left the parking lot and we're going to run to this killer hill to do these hill repeats at this park. We had to run 0.7 miles uphill to get to it. And I'm like, we got to run up a hill to get to the hill. Yeah. But it was good, man. Good I, I I got through it pretty well. Is it like our nun? It was nun? actually uphill both ways, too. That's well, right. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> For me, it was. Is it like our nun hill? Is it like is it like our short nun hill or long nun it's, hill? It's as, as steep as short nun hill okay. and much longer. And it, longer. It has to be, I don't know, Toilet, what would you say the Coffee Runs hill is lengthwise? I'd say it's probably 40 feet, 50 feet. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Something like know. that. It's uh, all I know is when I take my kids sledding there, it's a workout to get up and down. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. It's a good hill. It's a good hill. They were doing burpees at the top. They started with two, and every time at the top, you add it to. Nice. And of course, me not doing, not be able to do burpees. I was just doing merkins. But uh, I was a six on the hill repeats, I think. But on the way back, I wasn't the six. Nope. I was ahead of somebody. <laughs> The downhill. I know who it is, more, but I won't his name. More mass for the downhill roll. I excel at the yes. downhill. <laughs> Tuck your chin. Tuck your chin and go. I taught you the secret. Yeah, and I was worried that, you know, with my you know recent back surgery, I was worried about the downhill, the pounding, so I wasn't going as hard as I possibly could because it hurts a little bit when you strike, but I'm getting, but that's even better this week than it was yeah. then. So anyway. You know, for somebody who's recovering from back surgery, you didn't exactly hit three easy beatdowns. I know. They were all hard. They were great beatdowns. Yeah. The first one, uh, Catalina cued. What, what do we have? Like twenty guys there. Yeah, yeah. Is that the basketball one? Yes. Yeah, yes. that yeah, he, one was horrible. He introduced us to that one last Wednesday at uh, Thunderdome. Yeah, I oh, did. Yeah, you told me you were going to repeat yeah. that one. That <laughs> uh, was, yeah, that totally, wasn't easy at all. Totally stole it. I, we didn't do the whole thing because it's only it's our thirty for thirty. So I just did the main oh, part. Okay. We're doing, and I added instead of backpedal the whole way, I did backpedal halfway across the parking lot, and then we did slides going back. So. Oh um, yeah, but the rest Worked of the, the exercises were the same. So that yeah, it was a good one. I had the best shooting percentage though on the Bobby Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> I shot eighty percent. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great, brother. <laughs> All right, toilet. So um, I guess everybody's gonna want to know how'd you get involved with F three and how long you've been doing it and how'd you get your name. 
So my anniversary is coming up Tuesday, so that'll be a year. Ooh, whoop, whoop. Um, and um, my twin brother Starling in Jeffco region, he eh me, um, and uh, the he warned me beforehand. He said we're going to give you a horrible name, and and the guys that were going to be there naming me were known for giving horrible names, and so he was greatly disappointed when the name they gave me was already taken, and it fell mm-hmm. on him to come up with it. And I was wearing the shirt I'm wearing right now, which is really going to be impossible to see in the picture, um, uh, especially on the podcast. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it says Toilet Genius. It's, ma- it's given to me by a toilet parts manufacturer when I ran a hardware store. Right. And um, I wore it to the beatdown thinking, well, at least it's got genius in the name. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so my it fell on my brother to name me, and he took like two days. And I've never seen him so stressed about anything in his life. <laughs> and finally, he was like, I give up. It's Toilet Genius. <laughs> that's how it happened all right well it works they man. tried to there name me joanna because i remodel houses chip oh and yeah yeah chip is too cool right but uh yeah but that's what it fell to all right huh. yeah that's not very often that you get named what's on your shirt but you, so you guys leave and then someone gets time to come up with the name well because they named me joanna they're like okay that's it it's joanna but then they found out Somebody looked on Slack. They're like, "Wait a second! Like after the beatdown, oh, oh so, we already have a Joanna." So that's oh. why they get okay. So it's not yeah. the normal process to allow. Somebody. No, 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 no. Okay. no we're we're a first time name. Yeah, uh, yeah. In all of the St. Louis mega region. Yeah, we yeah. We, yeah we do the same thing. We've had we've discussed that. Like how there's right. variation and yeah yeah we're, we we yeah we, I you know there's no danger at least for me and my guys of wasting a good name on somebody because we're not the greatest at naming. Yeah. <laughs> Neither yeah. are we. <laughs> That's what I wonder because because a lot of times I don't think of the good name till I get home. Right. Oh, so, you yeah. that. so we should like reserve some rights uh, at like every naming. Like we do have the opportunity to rename you. Like once we've had. Hey, you know what? So recently I know I'm Nantan. I can right. call that right. Uh, his name's Porker. And he's from South Louisiana, and we've got Gumbo, who'd be a great man to talk to anyway. Uh, and he uh, he's also from Louisiana. And he's like, well, if I was there, we'd have named him uh, whatever it is in French. It's like Siobhan, Chalon, Chaton, Delay, or whatever. <laughs> so he renamed him in French. Okay. In Cajun. So, right. But, well, you got, um, is it is it uh, Ringer that has? Yeah. He's got uh, something Muerto too, right? Memento Mori. Memento Mori. Ringer Memento yeah. Mori. He's got a long name. Yeah. Memento Mori. His name's Ringer. His name's Ringer, but he puts Memento Mori on. on yeah. his, but, I think that yeah. means remember death. That's what I was going to say. Yes. Hey, what's Memento yes. Mori? Remember that you're mortal. Yes. Okay. You're high. Yeah. Memento Mori. I think they said and that to most the. Most of the time you're thinking about that at Ringer's beatdowns. Right. Wow. <laughs> I met Ringer. He, he's a, a, a Redwood. Yep. From the whole St. Louis area. OG. And, uh, and he's in great. These guys down there, man, some of them are in incredible shape. Yeah. I mean, the first beatdown at the backyard, Beans was there. And yep. he was flying. Now, Toilet Genius is in great shape, too. Believe me, he's awesome. Uh, Don't believe everything you hear. Beaner, <laughs> Beaner, Beans was um, <laughs> uh, wearing a 20-pound vest doing the basketball workout and stuff. And we did, when we worked consistently, kept moving for 45 minutes. It was it was a good beatdown. You wear a 20-pound bio vest every workout. I told him that. <laughs> <laughs> the la- one of the last things we did, we did this run down this hill and back up. And, and he's got this. I said, how much weight you wearing? He says, 20 pounds. I got 20-pound bio pack on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, toilet. I, I tell you that 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 barbecue there is pretty good. I came home, I gained six pounds that week, and then but <laughs> but I uh, I lost it all a week after that. So this past Monday is, is our weigh-in day for Fat Boys Club, and uh, 
Yeah, I, I dropped I drop the six pounds back down. So I, and I think I'm less than that now. I, I don't, I'm not going to get on scale until Monday. But anyway, nice um, yeah, so uh, we'll get back to your experience with, with uh, uh, F3, but I'd like to talk to you about, you know, your life and everything. I know you sent me a bio, but I'm going to let you tell the story. So tell us yeah. what life was like for a little toilet. So, uh, yeah, growing up, um, kind of a, a hodgepodge family in the sense that my parents were divorced. My dad had um, married a woman with two kids and then had two more. And then my mom married a guy that had three kids, and they didn't live with us. So it had all kinds of siblings all over the place, step, half, and full, and all in between. Um, but growing up in a small town with my twin brother, uh, Adam Starling, and um, my mom was a school teacher. My stepdad was an HVAC technician. And uh, pretty pretty normal life, uh, with the exception of uh, my dad living states away. Um, right. That was always tough. Um but uh, we kind of grew up um, in a small town, played sports, played baseball and basketball. Um, we went to a little church there, uh, Jacksonville Cairo Unity Disciples of Christ, long name. Um, and uh, it was interesting, like early on, we kind of took it upon ourselves to go. Our parents didn't really go. And then they did it first and they quit. And then we kept going and then we'd, we'd catch rides to church and stuff like that from people. But it was important to us early on, um, but uh, recently I just I just joined uh, a church and gave my testimony. I kind of mentioned this, like it was really not uh, a faith that was really alive. It really wasn't a faith that was like really following Christ. It was just kind of like, oh, this is the good thing to do. Oh, this is you know the noble thing or the upstanding thing or whatever. I'm going to church. Look at me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, once I got to college, I got around people that were really serious about their faith. And that contrast of seeing them and seeing what my life was like really, really, uh, spurred me on. And then I've been on a journey ever since. Um, I said in my testimony, um, I made a big mistake in college. I asked God, I saw a lot of pride in my heart and I asked him to take that pride away. And you got to be careful what you wish for. Um, cause, uh, he did a good job of, uh, stripping me of that pride. <laughs> Actually, I did a really good job of messing up my life. So it would strip me of that pride. Yeah. But, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I met a wonderful, beautiful woman in college. Um, and she is the mother of my five amazing kids. Um, unfortunately, neither one of us were really ready for marriage, uh, let alone having five boys and three of them in the first 39 months of our marriage. Um, and, uh, that, led to a really tumultuous, rocky marriage. And, um, unfortunately about 19 months ago, uh, we separated in December of 21 and, um, it's been ugly, really ugly. Um, and I'm not going to get so much into like the details of like why we separated and all that stuff. I didn't cheat on her. I didn't do it. You can run a list of things I didn't do, but the, to me, um, nobody out there is going to know her. Nobody out there is going to know the story. So really the focus I feel like is what God has done in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, mm-hmm. how he's, he's carried me through it and I'm trusting him to carry my kids through it. Um, I don't have a lot of contact with them, uh, just because of, uh, the way the, the divorce is not happening. The courts are still stalling. We're 19 months in and the hearing still hasn't happened. Um, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I kind of flew through a lot of stuff there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been absolutely horrible to be a dad of five. You love your boys. You, you pour into them, you do everything you can for them. 
And then all of a sudden, uh, one day, you're not with them anymore. Uh, you're not in your home. You're not in your church. You're not interacting with any of the people you knew before. And, um, I, you know, up until very recently, I couldn't even contact my boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some visits, some uh, weekly visits now with the younger two. Uh, but the older three don't have to go, and they've chosen not to go because they're they're convinced that this is all my fault. Um, which definitely, I've got a lot of to blame. I mean, any relationship uh, fails, you've got two people uh, in it, so uh, it would stand to reason that there's two people to blame there. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's been uh, a constant uh, struggle to deal with that pain of missing your kids of not being able to be involved in their life and, and just tell them you love them. Uh, but, um, uh, F3 has really helped. Um, I got some good counseling that helped, which will be part of my story there. And, um, and really the last 19 months, um, I've went from being a man that was scared and confused and just, just felt like I was the worst thing on the planet because of sin in my life and, um, like my pastor told me the other day, he said, um, you're, this is not the man that I met over a year ago. And, um, I've got a mission now. I've got a purpose and, um, I'm accelerating in, in all aspects of my life, my faith, my fitness, everything. And, um, and that's, that's kind of really, to me, the story is like what he's done in the last 19 months to bring me to this place. Yeah. I, yeah. That's a, that's a lot for anyone to deal with. Um, and uh, you shared more of your story with me when we were, you know, in those car trips and stuff. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think the way you're handling it has been fantastic. And, you know, you, you, you found other guys and kind of come around you and, and help you out. And, uh, but the aspect of turning your faith and, and talking to your pastor and, uh, sort of getting mentored there and all that stuff has been, I mean, that's, that's the way to go. I mean, you, you mentioned in, yeah. your, um, yeah, we've been we've been separated many times. Um, I mean, hundreds of times in our marriage, and there's been two really long separations um, that were almost a year. And the first two, I fell apart. And um, so this last one, when it happened, I went to our pastor and I said, "Hey, I don't want to fall apart this time. I want to grow through this." Yeah. And he got me in touch with a biblical counselor, and that was the beginning of my journey. And that man is is a good friend of mine today. Um, he's graduated me from biblical counseling and now I'm studying to be a biblical counselor myself. Yeah. That's awesome. Isn't it? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. He's, you know, he's going to try to, um, serve others, you know, and, right. and you never know how God's going to use your experience yeah, and your sure, stories. Your experience is right to help others. Yeah. And you yeah, mentioned Roman, in, Romans eight twenty eight. Yeah. I was going to bring that up Go ahead. in the last 19 months. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, I do believe wholeheartedly and I've seen with my eyes that, God does work all things together for the good of those who love him and who've been called according to his purpose. And I've seen F3 be part of my calling, part of my purpose. My church is part of my calling and part of my purpose. And, and also the good that they've, that, that God has worked out has been uh, those things. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic, man. Um, I just want to go back a little bit mm-hmm. just, just to stay a little bit more sort of chronological order, because I want to talk a little bit more about, about all that stuff. But um, when you're growing up, um, as far as the uh, fitness aspect, because you're really a fit guy, um, what did you. I think you played baseball in high school, right? You and your twin, baseball and basketball. Yeah, um, yeah. My um, my twin and I, um, we had a pitcher's mound in our pasture. We had a horse pasture, mm-hmm. and he was he was a pitcher, and I was a catcher. So our uncle built a pitcher's mound for us out of limestone and uh, lime dust, 
And uh, we went out there and, and just played all the time. And uh, my brother became a really good pitcher. Um, and uh, from catching him all the time, I became a decent catcher. And so uh, that was a, that was a really cool experience. Now, my twin and I, we have the a lot of close brothers, I think, could share this. We have the unique ability to be coming to blows, and then seconds later, we're best buddies. Yeah. Um, and uh, that took place a lot on between the pitcher's mound and the and, <laughs> <laughs> and home plate. Um, but uh, we managed to get through high school without hitting each other on the field, so that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an amazing relationship now, um, and NF3 has really helped with that, but we've always stayed in contact. We both live in St. Louis, St. Louis-ish. Um, but, yeah, um, our high school didn't have football, um, so I played basketball as if it was football. <laughs> and, uh, which didn't always work out right um but i was never into like fitness really i was just into playing sports yeah you know i just wanted yeah. to be able to do what i wanted to do right um and uh, uh my my wife actually majored in exercise science and dietetics she was all about fitness but even when i started dating her i still really didn't get serious about fitness um it was still like it was just kind of something i did so i could play sports you know, yeah. I ran so that I could still run when I wanted to play ultimate frisbee or basketball. Right. But um, F three is the first time that I really cared about fitness. Yeah, and you, um, you've been part of how many grow rucks? Uh, one. One. Um, and and I I have a note here. I wanted, <laughs> you said dial up may go to one. Yeah. Uh, you know the one is coming up in Ohio. That's a pretty neutral location. Um, and the the price includes lodging which is rare. This is the first time that's happened. So I was just throwing that out there. Uh, I'm going to make the one in Ohio in September. That's, so. Isn't that the one with the uh, obstacle course yeah. and uh, yeah, sort of like a fitness X. weekend thing? Yeah, Warex. Explosions and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. <Ooh>. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's going to compete hard with the guys from Cape Fear because yeah. uh, we had uh, Beauty on, and I don't know how it even – one thing led to another. Next thing you know, we're being uh, challenged. Getting text messages oh. and uh, – yeah. 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 And, uh, we're getting recruit. We're getting recruited teach. pretty pretty heavy here. Yeah, they're, they're, the Cape Fear guys are hitting us hard. Um, yeah, it's, it's obviously Dial-up might go to like four or five grow rocks. This yeah, year. yeah, maybe. you never know. I, I, I'm like ninety nine point nine percent there for the uh, Cape Fear. Yeah, well, the Cape Fear one. Hard. You're gonna you're gonna see flight nurse there. He is one heck of a man. He was my platoon leader cool. um, at in St. Charles GTE. One heck of a guy. Yeah, you've probably seen him on the Facebook live stuff. He's yeah. the guy with the mustache. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, the Cape Fear. One of the enticements there is the Saturday morning King Builder is mm-hmm. going to be on the deck of a battleship. So I know I heard that and I was like, oh my gosh, how can I get there? Yeah, I know. I think I'm. I'm. If it may work out where I'm going to go, I, I'm not going to get under a log or wear a ruck. That would just be stupid of me right now. But, um, but I, but I'd love to do the the, the King Builder and you right. know who knows what I could do. Maybe I could walk along with the guys at night and be a helper or something. Yeah. Yep. Flight nurse. Um, I mean, he's such an amazing man. And, and, and I experienced from him, like the idea of like pushing people out of love and you Mm -hmm. could see it all over his face. Like he was punishing us, but it was all out of love to get us to that place where we couldn't go without being pushed. Right. And when we were under the log, we were making too good of a time. So he went into the woods and found two more logs and gave it to us. <laughs> and he's like, you guys are going too fast. we got to slow you down. And then um, he was like, oh, you guys are still doing too good. Now you got a suitcase, carry your ruck if you're not under the log. And then he's yeah. like, no, you guys just need me to slow you down more. So now you guys need to be silent. 
Mm-hmm. And so we were silent for about an hour and a half. And then we get done with all that. You know, of course, later on in the morning, uh, he's like, oh, we need to make up for time. Now, now we got a double time. And I was sitting here thinking, wait a second. You're slowing us down all night. <laughs> now we got a double time. Just messing uh, with your mind, man. Yeah. Right, it's, it's, right. Uh, no, yeah, he, yeah that's, that's part of it. That's yeah. 100% part of it. Yeah, I never went through uh, special forces training, but uh, we were in, when I was in boot camp toward the end, um, they didn't, didn't know what to do with some of us because we were split training because we were in college, so we had to come back the next summer for our advanced training. And uh, mm. the other rest of the guys were regular Army, and they were um, tr- uh, practicing under this open air but had a roof concourse. And they go to stations and practice the different things they have for their tests to graduate from basic to move on to their AIT Anyway, with this really long lawn out there, and he, he wanted us to water the lawn. There's probably five or six of us out of two platoons. So you're looking at like 60-some guys. There's like six of us that were National Guard. And um, so I had this long hose. You know, hoses connected together with a sprinkler on the end. We put it all the way down the end, start the water, and just we just sat there until it was time to move it back a little bit more. Well, this is Fort Sill, Oklahoma, so these giant thunderstorms are rolling toward us. And being the smart privates that we were, when it started to downpour, deluge, we decided we'll wrap the hose up and bring it in. So we come walking in with the hose soaking wet, and the drill sergeant just reamed us out. I told you to put that water on my lawn. Get that wet. So anyway, you know, we were, so we're out there standing in a, in a pouring rain, you know, with the sprinkler. Running a sprinkler. Yeah, so they, they like to mess with your brain a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, there was a moment at the beginning of Grow Ruck where they counted. They said, okay, we have 130 men. I want 15 rows of 10 now. <laughs> and, and so I got in the front of the row. Cause I'm like, There's, you can't say nothing. Right. You know, I'm going to be in the front, you know, but yeah, there, there was, it was the whole welcome party was just designed to yeah. just tick you off. And they did a really good job. Shock and awe, baby. Yep. Yep. That's what they do. When you, when you first get off the bus at boot camp, it's like shock and awe, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm on to them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do this. You may be onto them, but it doesn't make you immune to it. No, no, you got to go a different place in your brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, you went to college. Did you play baseball in college? I did not. I went to Central Missouri State, and my brother and I talked to the coach, and he was like, I'm not going to lie to you. Your pitchers and catchers, I'll take you. I'll take you right away for uh, you know the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. As soon as cuts start happening, if we didn't recruit you, you're not playing. No. <laughs> well, there's a, like, well, there's a great advertisement. Honesty. Yeah. See you later. I'll go yeah, play Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> it was Division two school, but uh, mm-hmm. their middle relievers were in the mid-90s. Wow. Yeah. So, well, how hard did your brother throw? Oh, he was low 80s. Oh, uh, yeah. Forget that. Yeah. Um, but you must have had a pretty good arm too as a catcher. Yeah. Um, I actually pitched a little bit like he would, he started the game sometimes and I'd finish. Yeah. And it worked out perfect because we're twins and his curveball breaks and mine doesn't. <laughs> so I just, I just throw it right in on their hands Yeah, and they think they're going to just, you know, launch it over the fence and they just pop it up. <laughs> good plan. Good plan. Yeah. That's, right. That's all I got. I could put it where I wanted it, but I couldn't do much with it. <laughs> well, I couldn't put it where I wanted it, but I did throw a no hitter in little league. All right. Yeah. Until the last inning. <laughs> <laughs> they got six hits and four runs off me in the last inning, but we won the game. Wait, wait was this was this coach pitch? No, <laughs> no. I would get a full no hitter. Four balls, four balls, and then the coach pitched. Right? Yeah. Right. Which means you never gave up a hit. 
if if that was me, I wouldn't have. I would have completed. I'm on to you. I would have completed no hitter. I'm not buying. I'm gonna talk to your dad about this. Did this really happen? My dad was my manager. We yeah. need a fact checker on this one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I didn't throw a no hitter. I said I had a no hitter till the last inning, and they clubbed me. But anyway, um, they got used to my uh, changeup. I had a I had a changeup. I didn't throw real hard, but I I had a good changeup. And in little league, nobody has a changeup. So, yeah. he, he went underhand for his changeup <laughs> through the Ephus ball. They figured yeah. out his tell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so. How did uh, your fitness change at F3? Because I could tell you, this guy, he shows up. So down there, um, there was only the, the first workout was just boot camp style, right? Body weight, all that. Second workout involved coupons, which turned out, I thought this was going to be, oh, I could take a little break here. We're doing in a circle, do exercise with the coupons kind of on your own. <clears throat> and then, you know, turns out we'll do three exercise, 20 reps of each. And then we had to run down this hill, do 10 burpees, run back up and then do it again and again and again. So that was that was a tough beatdown, but they bring yeah. their coupons to the AO, so they don't like store them like we do. Yeah. Fortunately, they had a, a thing with a couple extra ones, so I got I got one. But <laughs> Toilet Jeans breaks out this thing. You know, we buy our coupons at the at the store, and they come, you know, new cinder blocks and all that. He's got this <laughs> thing that he chipped out of some old castle or something. Oh, that's right, you mentioned that. I forgot. <laughs> the the creature, yeah. the creature. I I found it in a creek. I was at the Coliseum, which is my twins' AO. And uh, we just finished a horrible beatdown, and we're walking across the bridge to go to the parking lot. And he says, somebody needs to pull that out of the creek. And I said, I'm somebody. And it's about a coupon and a half, and it's half filled of concrete as well. Yeah, so it's like 55 uh, pounds or something like that? Yeah, 58 pounds. 58, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's his coupon. That's a big coupon. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, coupon. it's real awkward, and you can't bear trap with it at all. Yeah, uh, he's, you, it's, you guys do bear trap? What are bear traps? You, your coupon's on the ground. You put your foot in it, and you bear crawl and drag the coupon. Ah. I've experimented with that. So Yeah. All right. Yeah, so he's a, it. it felt a little awkward, so I'm like, eh, I don't know whether this would be oh, well received it, it, or not. It's awkward no matter what you do, but it's impossible with this coupon because yeah. feet don't fit in it, right. and it's lopsided. Yeah. It's just a big hunk of concrete. It's not square. It's like lumpy and stuff. And huh. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, that's his coupon. <laughs> And he wore a dress the first, or a skirt the first beat down. A kilt. A kilt. <laughs> That's what I wore in Grow Rock. A camouflage kilt. Yep. There's a, a kilt tactical at, kilt. Yeah, yeah. There's a kilt at the Keystone Convergence. Oh, was it really? Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, Wooderson told us there was about 12 at the um, <laughs> St. Louis, or excuse me, Seattle uh, GTE. Well, you're, you see, you're a fashion uh, trendsetter, brother. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. God only knows what they have. Hello, dollies get a little interesting. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, 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 I love my brothers, so I wear something under the kilt, um, <laughs> which uh, I'm told makes it a skirt, but that's okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't know that. See, I said yeah. it was a skirt. Yeah. <laughs> if you got something underneath it, it's a skirt, so I'll Ooh. own it. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I met some. I so I met some guys down there that I think are, are on my list. Is like I got to get these guys on the podcast. Beans, I've been trying to get. We just can't come up with a date that works for all of us. And I haven't got a hold of Ringer, but I think Ringer would be a good guest. So there's, oh, Ringer, Ringer is very, very interesting. Yeah, and uh, there was another guy. I, I oh, I met. So we had an FNG at the depot, who is a pastor of a local church there. But he was, I think mm. I told you about that. But he's a he was a chaplain for the Liberty University hockey team. And he's going to try and get me in touch with the Liberty University hockey coach. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be good. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a very Olstein, cool region. This is the FNG's name. Olstein. Yeah, they named him Olstein because he's a pastor. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did mention yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. So um, your fitness obviously has improved through F3, but uh, yeah. the, the fellowship part, you know, have you experienced fellowship like this before? So, um, you know, in college, uh, I think that I, 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 there was always a little bit of distance between me and, and, and other people. And I think most of it was because I was kind of living a double life. I was saying I was this uh, Christian. I was playing in the worship band um, and, uh, you know, so involved in that. But I was still uh, very much, uh, I don't know if consumed is the right word, but I was still very much fixated with lust. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was a college dude, so, you know, kind of runs the territory. But um, I, I that kind of shame cycle really kind of kept me from opening up to guys. Um, and it wasn't until I um, experienced just a, I mean, my wife and I've been married now 18 years and, um, you know, having a really rocky marriage doesn't exactly, uh, like give you a lot of friends. Uh, it's hard to, you know, you don't invite people into your home when you're yelling at each other and throwing things. Um, or if you do, they don't come back, you know? (laughs) So, uh, you know, I, I went a long time and really I, I associated with people at work, but I never really hung out with them much outside of work. So I, I really didn't have any friends. Uh, you know, there's, you know, in, in uh, free to leave, they talk about the guys that, that would last through the sifting process of life. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't have that other than my, than my twin Starling, you know, he's always there, but, um, I really didn't have that. But, um, now after a year of being in F3, there's 15 or 20 guys that I would say, are like brothers to me. And then like another 60 or 70 that I know fairly well that I've posted with, that I've had deep conversations with that I've seen outside of F3 and that I'd say, you know, if I needed them, they're there, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, it's just amazing. Like I've never been in a place where, um, I could truly look at another man and say, I love that guy and he loves me. And other than, other than family, um, and, and, and I've got multiple guys all over the city, you know, cause St. Louis, we have about 10 regions and I regularly post in about four or five of them. Mm-hmm. And in all four or five of those regions, there's at least a handful of guys that I can count on that I know and that know me and that even after knowing me still love me, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. I, so, uh, question for you. Uh, a lot of guys, a lot of guys have come from, uh, you know, like broken homes or, or they never, their dad was never around or, or their dad was abusive or whatever, those kinds of things. Uh, you were born in what, 1980? 81. 81. Yep. So you're growing up in a time where kind of masculinity has been, uh, attacked a little bit and, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of thing. Has it been hard to hard to figure out what it is to be a man. Oh yeah. Coming from that background and you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you know, like, so my dad was as involved as he could be, but he lived States away. Yeah. And he looked, uh, he kept track of like every oil change, every tank of gas (laughs) in every car. And he added up, he had driven 50,000 miles over the years to come see me and Adam and pick us up and take us for a weekend and stuff. But, um, you know, when, when you live states away, there's only so involved you can be. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, that was a big void in my life. Now I had a grandfather and an uncle that really poured into me and were amazing. So I did have good influences there, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I was very confused about 
about what a man was because uh, I didn't have somebody right there with me, just walking alongside me, teaching me how to be a man. Right. And, um, you know, and for a long time, I just felt sorry for myself about that. And, you know, and, and then when, when Amy and I were fighting and I'd get kicked out or, or we would have, um, just, you know, problems, I, I would feel sorry for myself or I'd be bitter about that. But God has brought me to a place where, um, you know, a counselor said to me one time, he said, we all have reasons where we are, where we are, but we don't have to stay there. Yeah. And, um, I've really, I've really seen how, again, going back to Romans eight twenty eight, God uses everything. And so that confusion and that um, struggle of just trying to figure out what it is to be a man has turned into, for me, a mission of finding other men to help, finding other men to walk alongside and, and help them accelerate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been able to do that at the King's Stable, which is the, the site in the queue of, and we're growing a region. Um, you know, St. Louis needs to starfish some more, apparently. Um, and, uh, so we're, we're going to have a region. That was my mission from day one of, of coming up to North County. Um, cause I believe in North County. That's where my wife and kids are. And I want to see more men in North County get F3. And so, uh, we're expanding. Uh, we've gotten, we've got a couple of AOs in the works to launch and then we're going to reopen one. We've closed down and, uh, hopefully by the end of the year, we'll have a region, um, and uh, that's that's exciting to me that I've been able to pour into the guys in my site. Um, our numbers have been growing big. Um, over the winter, we went from routinely six to eight. Now we're up about 15 or 16. Yeah. And uh, we've had an F and G at every beat down for the last three weeks. Um, and um, one week we had three or one day we had three. Um, it's just been growing like crazy. And it's because my guys have just they're just on fire and uh it's been amazing to see it's been amazing to be a part of and um and that's really i mean it's kind of a a crazy turn of being confused about what it is to be a man but then you know now after a year being an f3 i'm helping other men find that path yeah i'm still figuring it out for myself you know like the get right live right lead right Mm -hmm. leave right you never stop getting right right Uh, so i'm i'm continuing that cycle but um uh, and it's just like my fitness, like, um, I'm doing things now at 41 that I never thought I'd be able to do. Um, but it doesn't stop there. You know, um, it, it's like, we're just continually honing, uh, every aspect. Yeah. Nice man. Well said. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have to say that the St. Louis F3 regions in St. Louis surrounding St. Louis area are obviously growing like crazy, you know, some amazing leaders, a lot of amazing leaders down there and stuff. And I would, I would put out a challenge to the guys in all the regions around St. Louis to try to, I don't know what, what you could do, but the city itself is, is hurting. Mm, I mean, and I was amazed. First of all, I didn't know this when I went there, but St. Louis is ranked as like number one in uh, most dangerous cities. The Uber driver told me that. And then then I saw statistics online and stuff. But where our hotel was, was in the city. It was a nice little area, you know, the restaurants around there and stuff. And there were some people, but the city's kind of empty. I mean, there's no traffic. There's hardly yeah. anybody walking around. It's like it's, it's a dying city because of crime and stuff. So, I mean, I don't know what you guys could do because uh, it'd probably be dangerous to have an AO in the city. But Well, you know, we do have a lot of AOs in the city. Like one of our regions is St. Louis City. And if you look at the F3 location map, there's a cluster of AOs in the city. 
Um, actually, there, I live in a pretty rough part of town, and there's an AO three minutes from my house, uh, the Bear Pit, um, Crondelet Park. And, um, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy, though. I, one of the reasons for that statistic is the population has declined so much in the city of St. Louis, but the crime hasn't stopped. Right. So it, it's all based on, you know, per capita. So it's a little misleading in that sense. But um, because there's two factors, you know, the population has continued to decline and the crime has, has risen. So, uh, but yeah, you're right. Um, and there's um, a lot of the AOs are in, you know, nicer areas of the city. And one of the things I have a heart for in North County is those, those areas that aren't as nice. It seems like F3 does really well in better neighborhoods. Yeah. But I think, you know, fitness culture is a little bit more um, prevalent in those kinds of areas. Um, and, uh, you know, if your life's not very stable, if your life is kind of in turmoil all the time, getting fit isn't really high on the agenda. Right. Um, but, I mean, men need this everywhere. Yeah. And um, one of our sites um, was in Ferguson, um, which is where all the Michael Brown stuff happened okay. years ago. Uh-huh. Um, no, this is pretty far from that area of Ferguson. Um, but uh, we closed it down because we just didn't have any Ferguson packs. You know, we had guys from everywhere else coming to support this AO. Right. And the only people that were there for were from other places. But we're really close to reopening that. We've got a few guys in that area. Um, we've got one guy that's really passionate about reopening that AO. Um, so we're, we're working towards that. Uh, we got a few churches in the area that we're gonna um, that we have some connections with. Yeah. Um, so I mean, hopefully we can get that open because that's really my heart is I want to see F three get into those areas that are, um, you know, empty of 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 F three, not because just nobody's planted a flag there, but because people are scared to. Right. <laughs> or uh, you know, or or it's just like I said. If you're if your life's kind of upside down, you're not like ah. Oh, I think I need to get up at five thirty and go work out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I walked from uh, the arch to uh, back to my hotel, and um, I didn't feel unsafe at all or anything like that. I don't know, but um, but so, that's only about a quarter mile. <laughs> well, it was a little more nap. Half a mile. Right. <laughs> it, was, it, took, it, was, it was, but anyway, it's, I guess it's a nicer area too, but uh, anyway, the downtown was is just surprisingly yeah. empty. Yeah, you're, I would have never. Right, unless there's a ball game or something, downtown is a ghost town. Yeah. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. I mean, I, I came through St. Louis, I guess it's probably been seven or eight years ago, but like downtown area seemed nice and like mm-hmm. seemed like there was a fair amount of people around. I don't remember what day of the week it was, but we stopped, visited the arch, walked around the park, but the, like has the downtown population decreased significantly like through COVID with like people working remote. And so they kind of vacated downtown offices or was it a trend even before that, that? Um, I mean, over the time of me living here, which has been about 15 years, um, the population of St. Louis city, which isn't just downtown, um, has declined. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But, um, but you know, I mean like everywhere you go, uh, every neighborhood there's, there's good people. Like I've got some really good neighbors. Like I said, I live in a pretty rough, I live on the wrong side of both railroad tracks. I live in between two railroad tracks. I'm on the wrong <laughs> side of both of them. And, uh, I got some pretty good neighbors, you know, uh, people that just love this area. They've been here forever. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, and like I said, there's an AO just a few minutes away. Are some of the concerns with having AOs in those areas? Like, it's kind of foreign to us, right? Living in kind of rural Pennsylvania, but, uh, is some of the concerns safety? Like, I don't think so. I don't think I've ever, like I did, I did have to laugh one time when I was posting a back blast at the fishing hole and it's dark and it's in, you know, not the greatest neighborhood. And the whole entire backlash, there's sirens, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how come nobody comes to the fishing hole? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, we've never had any issues. In fact, the fishing hole had the friendliest people at the park. Cause there was a group of people that would walk the uh-huh. park while we we're doing our beatdown, And we knew them all by name. They knew us by name. Mm-hmm. It was everybody that came there. said it was the friendliest AO in the city. Um, so, you know, it really didn't. It really didn't live up to the, oh, that's a rough neighborhood. Yeah. No, great, you know. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so the faith aspect, I know you talked about it, but how, how has F3 impacted your faith? Um, so F3 has given me exposure to men of a lot of different denominations, mm-hmm. a lot of different churches, and uh, it's been amazing just to see the commonality mm-hmm. and to see how... Um, you know, a lot of the guys in my AO are Catholic and, um, and I'm a, and I go to an independent Baptist church. And so, um, those two, you know, have a lot of differences, but where we always meet is where we agree. Mm -hmm. You know, we all follow Christ. Uh, we all, uh, you know, we, we pray at the end of most of our beatdowns. Um, and when we discuss theology, it's usually just more of like an, a dialogue. It's not like an argument, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I've been to, I've been to a couple of uh, um, services with my packs. Um, there was a big conference um, recently where they did adoration, which is like they, they carry the, um, um, Oh, it's the, the cross with the little um, box that's supposed to be the f- flesh of Christ. But anyway, I can't remember what it's called, but anyway, they, they carry that around for like an hour and a half and we're kneeling. And I was like, just done a leg workout that morning, <laughs> suffering, but my buddy was still kneeling. So I was kneeling, but I mean, uh, I've had some of these experiences and it's been really great to get to know these guys and see their genuine faith, yeah. even though they believe some different things than I do. And they, they do church a little differently. I can see that they love Christ. They love each other. Uh, they love their families. Um, it's great stuff. Yeah. But, uh, and, and it's, when you're when you're pushing yourself physically and suffering in the gloom, that really makes you uh, stop being such a wuss about your faith, right? Um, because like you know all those excuses of well I, I could do this but you know I, I'm just going to sleep in or whatever those melt away. Well then all these excuses about um, not being in the Word or excuses about um, letting these sins that have been habitual just continue or um, not um, talking to people about Christ. Like evangelizing has really changed for me because um, I started EHing guys because I saw what F3 was doing in my life. And I'm like, wait a second, this sounds familiar. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, so it's, it's made it a lot easier to talk to people about Christ. Also, what I've been going through has opened the door for people because I've got some friends that are totally not Christians and they've seen what I've gone through and they're like, dude, why are you not just going out and, you know, getting drunk every night and 
hooking up with chicks. That's what I'd be doing. Right. And I'd be like, well, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> that reason is Jesus, like the, his involvement in life, yeah. in my life, and what he's done for me. Um, yeah, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't turn my back on him now. So uh, that's been, that, that's another example of how God has used what I've gone through to, for the good of, of not only me, but good of others. Yeah. Amen, brother. I, you know, F3, most, uh, I would say most, if not all the guys, when they talk about what F3 has done for them, that one way or another, they bring up sort of being more confident and more bold. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's that, that leadership training aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really hard to um, just confine F3 to just fitness. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it, it naturally spills over to the other areas of life. And then we just started shield locks um, at the King stable. And uh, that's just the very first meeting was dynamite, you know? Yeah. So it's called the King's table. The or King's stable. Stable. The King's stable. When you look at the park from an aerial view, it looks like a Knight's chess piece. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And we, we, we just did our t-shirt design. It's absolutely awesome. Uh, but it, it incorporates that theme. It's got some war horses and yeah. a crown and a shield and some shovel flags. And That's cool. Awesome. That's really cool. Is it on the gear store yet? or What's that? You have it on the gear store yet? No, not yet. Not I yet. just emailed them with the design today. Well, uh, y'all, y'all got to pay attention to our new design. Yeah, got a new design. The Iron oh, Eagle. Oh, yeah. Snickers do yours? What's that? Snickers do yours or who did yours? Design. Uh, me and Gumbo. Gumbo's oh, uh, a, a spirit St. Louis guy, um, kind of an F3 nomad. He goes everywhere. Um, he's an awesome dude. Uh, yeah, I, I did a drawing of the um, horse from the St. Louis statue. There's a famous statue in St. Louis of St. Louis on a war horse, and he's got this armor on the horse and everything. So I drew the horse head and sent it to him, and then he put it all together. It looks awesome. Nice. Yeah, we got we got a new one coming out for one of our AOs called the Iron Eagle, and it's really cool. Yeah. Oh, that uh, Iron Eagle could be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we named it that because uh, Danville, PA, is, was noted for mining yeah. iron ore. And I think yeah. I told you when I was down there, but anyway, the uh, – uh, the local high school is called the Iron Men. So a lot of iron stuff, right? right? And there's these bald eagles, especially this one that just flies overhead our AO like on Saturday mornings. Nice. And so we called it Iron Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. At least Love. once, yeah, at least once or twice a week when we're we're there getting ready to start our beat down. Yeah. For some reason, he just wanders his way up through the canal. There's a there's a canal with like a, a creek that runs kind of around half of the half of the AO. And I think he's just scouting for fish and. Mm-hmm. And other other food, but we think he comes just to salute us. And yeah, he's coming to right, check us out, go. man. Yeah, good work, guys. Yeah, Iron Eagle, good work, dudes. Yeah. America, yeah, that's America. Right. America, that's right, he, baby. He came on the Fourth of July. Yeah, he flew by. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, at, least, at least it's not a buzzard just looking to that's pick tr- off that's the first true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't live any of our carcasses lay out there very long. <laughs> yeah, although, yeah. All those, all those stinger, were you there? Were you there when Stinger said he thinks that bald eagle took his cat? No. <laughs> like he, he's convinced that that bald eagle snatched his cat. Yeah, he may have. But it was, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, it's, is the cat small enough? <laughs> Those eagles are pretty out. big. Yeah, that's food. Uh, yeah. So did you guys do, we did the Patriot Games beat down for the 4th of July. What did you guys do? We did a lot of hero odds. Um, oh, I right. Went to a couple of different regions. Uh, Jeffco, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, did, they Pick six hero wides, and they give you three hours to com- to complete as many as possible. Yeah, those guys are crazy. Wow, that was horrible. Well, yeah. dude, the Jeff. Um, I remember Stalling the- and I finished four, 
there were two guys that finished five and one guy that finished four and a half. Um, yeah, that was awful. Um, but then the Chuck region did a hero wad every day for a week in a mm-hmm. row. Uh, had a big convergence where we did one on Sunday. That was the first time I ever posted on Sunday. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so we did a lot of a lot of different hero wads for Fourth of July. I think the Jeffco guys were the ones for the May challenge last year that like we were hanging like we were hanging tight. Mm-hmm. And then like at the end, like the Jeffco guys just like went to a whole other level and freaking. Blew I didn't us. realize it and, was Jeffco guys. And, and like yeah. uh, uh, Defib told me that story. But uh, yeah, bums. they they like blew us out of the water in like the last two weeks. Well, they are they the team that did we, like we were also, hundreds of miles a, of bike riding. A, yeah, a couple guys were like limping and injured on our side. But, yeah, we were. <laughs> but the Jeffco guys, yeah, they were like hammering like the the yeah. amount of miles that they were putting in on the I bike was crazy. Uh, Jeffco has Grow Ruck next October, not mm-hmm. this coming October, but next October. And Lord help us. Those guys are nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's going to be one to remember for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. You got any more questions for our man toilet? No, I think I'm good. I okay. say that all the time when you ask me that question. I know. I, know. Sometimes <laughs> I, have I don't think I've ever heard him say, wait, I got another one. I know. I got it. Every once in a while. I usually sneak him in as we go. Yeah. You're I, very thorough, Defib. Yep. <laughs> well, um, and, and, you know, I always say two more questions, but they usually come up with a couple more. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, the first question, man, I know you know what these questions are, but so you mm-hmm. should have time to prepare for these. I, I did. And I am prepared. All right. So he's going to his notes. You're going to name, uh, <laughs> you know, what person would you say uh, past, present, future, not future, past or present uh, is sort of like your, your hero inspiration. Who would that be? Um, yeah. I've, I've heard you ask this question because I've listened to every single podcast except for the last one, which I need to get that to. Um, But uh, I I, I always come back to um, my father, my grandfather, my uncle. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I've got a lot of amazing women in my life, my mother, my grandmother, my aunt um, and my wife. But like those three men, um, really loved me, poured into me and, and sacrificed for me. And, uh, you know, there, there's all kinds of people in history and throughout that I would love to meet or mm-hmm. that I think are just emulate, but I know them. Right. And, and they, and they know me and their stories are the stories that I tell all the time. Yeah. And so that, that's, that's the men right there. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a great answer. And most guys end up saying their dad or something like that, which is, right. which is perfect. Right. That's what you want. Well, I had a trifecta. It was my dad, my uncle, my grandpa yeah. all my life. Yeah. So Toilet Genius may be the only one who's listened to every episode that we've put out. I don't know. But on uh, the Mumble Chatter, the F3 Nation's Slack channel, uh-huh. Mumble Chatter channel, one guy said, uh, you know, can anybody out there tell me some good podcasts to listen to? And Toilet Genius mentioned our podcast. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for the plug. I don't know if yeah, some definitely. other guy may have said something, but then that other guys mentioned a bunch of other podcasts. So I said... The High Impact Man podcast has been voted the world's best podcast by the host's wives. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what you guys do, I feel is so important because uh, we can get information from all kinds of places. But one of the most powerful things about F3 is just hearing guys' stories. Yeah, yeah. Like if you were to ask, if, if I was just to sit, we were to sit here and talk for another hour or whatever, I would tell you stories about all these guys I've met, all right. these amazing guys. And, you know, Flow, GMO, Honeypot, they all mentioned a lot of these guys. Right. And those are some of the guys that I would tell stories about. Right. But um, that's that's so powerful. And that, to me, helps invigorate men all around the country when they hear these stories. And, 
Um, I'm just hoping that somebody can hear uh, just a little bit of what I've gone through and just say, hey, you know, I'm going through something similar. And just hearing that story can help encourage them, you know, yeah. and that's that's kind of what it's all about, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, no doubt. It's, uh, we love doing it just by, so we could hear everybody's stories because uh, it's it's just been a blessing to us. Yeah, as I always yeah. say, there's enough there's enough negativity out there, right. pumbling everybody in the ears and eyes. So uh, just to hear guys share positives, and I mean sometimes there's negative mixed in, right? With, sure. Uh, with stuff and ugliness, but well, life is real, man. Guys, that, these guys that have worked through it and uh, overcome it and have moved in a positive direction and uh, yeah. are doing good things now, and that's what we should all be striving to do. So it's. Great. And, and there's people all around the world that have, that have been right there. Yeah. 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 Take heart, America. There's yeah. a lot of good men yeah. out there still doing the right yeah. thing. All yeah, right. That's, that's one of the crazy things about F3 that I discovered. I was like, I had no idea there were so many good men out there. Yeah. <laughs> right, it? right. Yeah. It <laughs> sounds weird, but I really didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, if all you do is listen to the news and look at the internet and stuff, you wouldn't think so. Right, right. So yep. it's um, um, God will use this how, we, how he sees fit. Yeah, uh, this podcast I get guys stories out there and uh, see who yeah. could get you know a little bit of encouragement from you know, it. You know, while I'm thinking of it, don't forget the uh, dark helmet for president 2024. Oh yeah, dark helmet for yeah. president 2024. We're, we're we're pushing it, yeah. man. Dark helmet and defib. Yeah, uh, he could drop Ooh. me if he wants. Oh, we haven't had a vice president <laughs> nominee yet. <laughs> no, you did. Did we talk about I said, I said that. Talk? Yeah, when he was on, I said you I could would be, run with him. I said, I'm, I'm good at doing nothing. Okay. I could be I vice president. That part. All, right. All right. I forgot that part. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could do worse than Let's go. Uh, Kamala. Pennsylvania is a big swing state, so you could be valuable to him. Yeah, yeah. man. I, maybe he should pick me. He should pick you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you would. They, they definitely get Pennsylvania. Yeah, right. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because I'm so popular in Pennsylvania. <laughs> all, those, all those patients that you've uh, yanked their chest tubes out of. Yeah, uh, right. That, that's what they remember. <laughs> Snag the vein out of their legs. They would, they'd vote for you. And you can't, even, you can't even put your real name on the ticket either. It's got to be DFib. No, it's DFib. Forget it. And then yeah. they're like, oh, yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> this? It's, yeah, every time I think about it, it just gets better and better. <laughs> I have some three guys running for president. Well, don't worry about me. Dark Helmet 2024. There you go. go. Hoorah. All right, man. Last question. This is your chance to speak to the men of America. What is your message for the men of America? Uh, the best thing I have, um, is the word of God. So second Peter, uh, chapter one, uh, verse starting in verse three, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. And then skipping down, uh, to verse five, just for time, but also for this very reason, given all diligence, add your faith, virtue to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, mm. to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, I feel like, you know, that's a progression, um, not necessarily a progression, but like it all ends in love. Yeah. You know, all these disciplines, all these things that we do, that we um, fight for every morning and we strive for, but the end result is, is love. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great message. I should I should pay attention to that more often. Because sometimes I say things like a resounding gong without love in my heart. Yeah. Well, and, and <laughs> Does the, this have anything to do with of, our pre-dinner? Yeah, it's just, yeah. Because it says that God has given us all, everything we need for life and godliness. Yeah. You know, Amen, man. We're not lacking anything. That's a great word. Yeah, defibs or, or yeah, defib. Dial-up is uh, referring to something I told him before we came on the air. Uh, not going to mention any names, but somebody at work, a guy who uh, was, uh, um, anyway, <laughs> he's put on some weight. And another guy was there, and 
he said something about not eating breakfast. I said, well, you must eat a lot during the other two meals. Or <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, that, that was a bad thing to say. And he was offended and I, I had to apologize. So yeah, we, we all do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put our foot in our mouth a little bit, yeah. but <laughs> by the it way, was, um, anybody out there sees DFib getting fat, you can tell me DFib, you're freaking fat man, start losing weight. And I will say, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. He's completely okay with it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I need it. I need it. Cause the mirror lies, how I feel lies, you know? Um, and I see a picture of myself. Why didn't you tell me I was so fat? I, I get that text from him periodically. <laughs> He's just like, dude, why didn't you tell me I was fat? <laughs> I thought you loved me. Yeah. <laughs> what, what does Dredd say? It's a strange kind of love. Leaves a man where he is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Was, we need that candor. Yeah. But great, great message, man. We got everything in love, right? Yep. All right. Yep. Well, thanks, brother. Listen, you need to uh, uh, give some special love to Honeypot because he's going through some uh, uh, medical issues right now. And I was yep. fortunate enough to be able to pray with him when we were down there at the depot. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys there too. What do we have? Like 20 guys at that one? Something like that. Yeah. It was yeah. uh, Limu's two year anniversary. So right. It was like 23, something like that. Yeah. And the last exercise of every beat down there is the Ric Flair. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> you did tell us about that. <laughs> In cadence. One, two, three. Yeah. Woo! I like yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And you missed it, but Crockbot has a Nature Boy Ric Flair robe. With yeah. Ball. You told me about oh, that. Oh, that's cool. Crockbot, Crockpot is, 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 is <laughs> one of the most interesting packs. Energetic, <laughs> funny, engaging, crazy, flamboyant. <laughs> and one heck of a cook. Yeah. He's a cook. He's a yeah, chef. He's a chef. Yeah. Like legit. Yeah. Yeah. Tell yeah. him that I took his advice. I went to Pappy's for ribs. Okay, but did you take the other advice and go around the other side of the place and get chicken too? No, no, I didn't because uh, <laughs> the, the line was so long. I went at like noon, like the worst time, right? Oh, yeah. And I went in line for like 25 minutes before I finally got into Pappy's and, and got my ribs, and then I had to Uber back to the conference. So, yeah. So, but it was good. But yeah, good ribs. I think, hey, I gave you guys ribs tonight. They're, you did, yeah. They're pretty they're good. good. Yeah. Very good. I think they're better than oh. Pappy's. I will pass that along to Crockpot. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I took his advice. So we were good. Thanks for that. And uh, yeah, give Honey Pot some extra love for us. Tell Flo we said hi. GMO, give him a big hug. Don't hurt his shoulder, though. Definitely. He'll probably get me first, but I'll try. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks for joining us tonight. All right. Thank you, guys. Yep. See ya. See ya. Uh, adios. Adios. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week, and you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.